Y'all ready to sing?
Good morning, K Chapel. Good morning to those that are with us online. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice. We have entered into his gates with thanksgiving. Is there anyone thankful this morning? up their voices this morning. We're asking you to let us lift up your scriptures this morning. And God, most important, we're asking you to let us be fed with your word from the pastor this morning. Now, Lord, we stand here and we're ready to praise your holy name. And every saint in the building is going to say together, hallelujah, amen, and amen. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. And we are going to have our first praise song right now. Oh, you better put your hands together in here. I didn't come to play this morning. We're going to give him glory because he's worthy. Here we go. Sing hallelujah. Sing hallelujah to the 
Deacon Evan White, and our scripture for this morning will come from the first chapter of 1 Corinthians, verses 18 through 25, and they read as follows. For the preaching of the cross is to, the, is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us which are saved it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, and will bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this world? Has not God made that in wisdom of the... Wait. My bad, my bad. Hath not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? For after that, in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. For the Jews require a sign, and the Greeks seek after wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified unto the Jews a stumbling block, and unto the Greeks foolishness. But unto them which are called both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God, because the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. God's word for God's people. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we pause to say thank you for your many blessings. We thank you for ordering our steps and putting your hedge of protection around our families daily. We say a special prayer for those families that are suffering from bereavement. Father, we ask that you keep them encouraged and remind them that to be absent from the body means to be present with the Lord. And also remind them to look to the hills which cometh all our help and all our help comes from you. We thank you for our pastor that will be providing the spoken word for this morning. And despite these challenging times, we are so thankful for the ability to remain connected to our K Chapel Church family. Father, I ask that today's lesson inspire us all to remain faithful in our work of being the type of Christians that you intended us to be. We ask these and other blessings in your son Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let the church say amen. Can we bless the Lord as we go to our seats? Come on, bless God. Give him a great big hand of praise. This is the day that the Lord has made. We're rejoicing and exceedingly glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. Why? For God is great and he's greatly to be praised. Not only is God great, but I stop by to tell you God is real. I say, I say God is real. Some folk wonder if there's still a living God. I stop by to tell you the Lord is real. Real in my soul today. How do you know he's real? Because he walks with me. He talks with me. And every now and then he tells me, you're still mine. You, you still belong to me. I know the devil is busy, but you still are in my hand. God is real. Yes. I can feel him down in my soul. Yes. He's real this morning. Hallelujah. Glory to the Lamb of God. I believe y'all come to have church this morning. My God, my God, my God, my God, my God, my God. I feel that. Amen, amen. God bless you, God bless you. I'm going to get out of the way and let you all minister in music. Amen. And as you do that, we're going to give time for us to bless the Lord through our tithes and our offerings. 
uh, those who are slated to come and receive the tithe and offering, we ask that you make that appeal now. As you do so, we ask that you remain in a spirit of worship. Mm. I'm going to get out the way. That's all right, Pastor. That's quite all right. Well, it's tithes and offering time. Hallelujah. This is the time where we all now get the opportunity to bless the Lord through our giving. Here at Cade Chapel, there are primarily three reasons why we give. First, we give as a demonstration of our obedience to God's love. Second, we give because showing our thanksgiving for God providing for all our provisions and supplying our daily needs. Thirdly, the reason why we give is primarily because we want to see the kingdom of God grow through the ministry and ministries missions here that occur here at K Chapel and around the world. Now, there are primarily three reasons, three ways in which you can give. You can give by use of the traditional envelope system. You can mail it in, or you can drop it off by the office. Or you can use the Cave Chapel app. And for those of you that are watching us on live stream, you too have the opportunity to bless the Lord through your giving by utilizing the number that's on your stream. So how much you give, and whichever way you decide to give, we do encourage you to do so without grudging or of necessity. For God loves a cheerful gift.
believe it regardless to what others say if God said it through his son Christ Jesus I was reminded of a story in the Bible where men were saying things to Jesus and I think it was the Pharisees and the Sadducees and it seemed that Jesus was so cool when he said you say because he knew who he was. He knew who sent him. So if Jesus said it, I believe it, and that settles it. <laughs> oh, Lord, the Spirit is in this place. Let's just give God some praise for these young people. Yeah. So they could use that energy in a lot of places, but when they're using it for the Lord, then God deserves the praise, and they deserve to be given the appreciation from us. 
Again, this week, there are those that need our prayers. Again, there is an opportunity for us as members of the church to participate in the ministry of one another. Let us continue to pray for our bereaved families, the Harper family, the Bell family, the Bennett family, the Redmond family, and the Duvall family. And then recently lost loved ones, Sister Valerie Shelby lost her sister, Miss Teresa Robinson, out in Los Angeles, California. The funeral arrangements are incomplete at this time, and they will be shared with you when they, are be, when they have been made known to us. Yesterday, we celebrated the life of Deacon Marcus Gentry's mother, Mother Vonnie Gentry. That service was here at Cade. Also, we celebrated the life of Sister Mary Bell's daughter, little Karen Bell. That service was also here at Cade on yesterday. On Friday, Reverend Lewis Don had the services for his brother-in-law, Brother James Gilmore. Recovering at home, who are still asking for your prayers, is Sister Weta Watson, Representative Alice Clark, Sister Bonnie Harris, Sister Catherine Kilpatrick, Sister Pat Gaines, Sister Doris Johnson Williams, Sister Gloria Greer, Brother Levi McBride, Brother Al Levy, Brother Lee Ewing, and Sister Sharon Turner Davis. And then we can celebrate today. I see that Brother Larry Bingham is in the service. Wave your hand, Larry. And asking for the prayers of the church is Sister Catherine Shields and Brother Al Buchanan. And as we always say, pray when you can, visit where you can, and every day of your life, thank God that you can. Amen and amen.
Anybody love the Lord this morning? Anybody really love the Lord this morning? I'm, I'm in love with the Lord. And the good news, the good news is that he loves me. I mean, I love him, but the good news is that he, yeah, loves me. Now, now some of you think you deserve to be loved, but I'm not fooled about it. I know I messed up. I know I've made some mistakes. I know I've been on the wrong side of things. And yet he still loves me. My God, my God, my God. I love the Lord. And he loves me. My God, my God. I love him. And he loves me. <laughs> oh, how I love Jesus. My God, my God, my God. My God. Bless you, young people. Can we bless God for our young people this morning?
1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse number 23. I received of the Lord that which also I have delivered unto you. The Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. After the same manner, he took the cup. When he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as often as ye drink it in remembrance of me. As often as ye eat of this bread and drink of this cup, ye do show the death, the Lord's death, till he come. Wherefore, whosoever eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself. So let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. The grass withers flower fades but the word of our Lord shall stand forever you may be seated in the presence of the Lord I just feel some kind of way this morning so y'all excuse me y'all excuse me I'm going to try to preach but if I don't I want to talk I want to talk to you this morning from this subject communion still matters communion still matters This morning we celebrate one of the two ordinances of the church and this this message really is a simple message straightforward message I'm getting right into the points. I don't have a long, drawn-out introduction. Point number one, communion still matters. I'm going to tell you why. Number one, it matters because this is a meal of connection. This is a meal of connection. Paul, Paul writes this letter, 1 Corinthians and 2 Corinthians, to the church at Corinth, because he is trying to bring order and discipline to an undisciplined church. A young church that was full of a whole lot of stuff. And Paul said, if we're going to do church, there's a way to do church. You don't just do what you want and what you feel and call it church. Wish I had a witness in here. But there's a certain way, there's a certain obligation and a certain uh, rhythm and rhyme and reason for how we do things. Paul has us to understand that this particular meal, if we're going to eat of this meal, we have to recognize that we are connected. And so he begins this letter in chapter number 1, verse 10. He says, Now I beseech you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that ye all speak the same thing, and that there be no divisions among you, but that ye be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. For it hath been declared unto, you, unto me of you, my brethren, by them which are of the house of Chloe, that there are contentions among you. Now this I say that every one of you saith, I am of Paul and I am of Apollos and I am of Cephas and I am of Christ. 
Is Christ divided? Was Paul crucified for you or were ye baptized in the name of Paul? Paul says, listen, all you all going around saying I'm this, that, and I'm the other, all that's doing is causing division in the church. He says, and in the household of faith, we need to be one body in communion with one another, connected. No need of you dividing yourself, Paul says, by, based on who baptized you, Rem Powell baptized you, or Rem Redmond baptized you, or Pastor Buckley baptized you. No need of you deciding that you got the better baptism because of who dunked you in the water. I wish I had a witness in here. So it doesn't matter who baptized you because it is the blood of Christ that washed all of us clean. So, so don't don't get confused or, or controversial about who dipped you in the water. Thank God that you got dipped. I have a witness in here. Same issue, same issue came up when he talked about spiritual gifts in chapter number 12. He said, listen, some of you have the gifts of tongues and some of you have the gifts of prophecy and some of you have the gifts of faith. He said, but all of these gifts, whatever you have, they come by the same spirit. It's the same spirit that gave you your gift to sing, gave you your gift to pray, gave you your gift to lead, gave you your gift to give, gave you your gift to be an administrator. Whatever the gift is that God gave you, it gave, came from the same spirit. And therefore, there's no need of one of you looking like I'm better than you because I got a different gift from you. No, your, your gift might be singing, but it doesn't matter. Your gift came from the same God, the same spirit. Therefore, we are united as one. And this meal, this meal is a meal that reminds us of our connection to one another. We're united. This is a communal meal in that all who eat of this meal, no matter where we come from or where we come from or how we came, we all must have submitted ourselves to the same Lord, the same Savior that forgave me, forgave you, that we might eat of this meal together. The same Savior that saved me, that washed me, is the same one that saved you and washed you, that we might eat of this meal together. And eating of this meal means that you recognize that it was not your works that got you here. It was not your intellect that got you here. It was not your money that got you here. It was not your degree that got you here. It's not your zip code that got you here. It's not your job title that got you here. We are here because we have submitted ourselves to Jesus Christ, who is our all-sufficient Savior. Point number two. Point number two. This meal matters. Communion still matters. Because this represents for us a moment of reflection. This do, Jesus says, in remembrance of me. Do this, Jesus is talking to his disciples in John's gospel when he says, do this in remembrance of me. He says, I want you to be connected to one another by the sharing of this meal. And as you do it, I want you to reflect upon me. 
says, I want you to remember me. Don't, don't come to this meal thinking about what you're going to eat afterwards. Said, I want you to get your focus right. Think on me. Don't, don't come to this meal thinking about the football game and, and all the other things you're going to do after the benediction. He says, I want you to focus and reflect on me while you're eating my meal. Are you eating my meal? Reflect on who I am. Reflect on what I've done. Do this in remembrance of me. The one who called you from being fishermen to being fishers of men. Do this in remembrance of me. The one who commissioned you to teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Do this in remembrance of me. The one who loves sinners and Samaritans and called them all friends. Do this in remembrance of me. The one who washed your feet and told you to serve ye one another as I have served and loved you. Do this in remembrance of me the one who touched the sick and allowed the sick to touch him do this in remembrance of me the one who took a deficit of food and turned it into a surplus do this in remembrance of me the one who is willing to lay down his life for his friends do this in remembrance of me the one who gave his hands to the nail his feet to the nail his side to the spear his head to a crown of thorns do this in remembrance of me And communion, communion is a moment for us to reflect on who Jesus is. I know there are a lot of folk out there with new theories, philosophies, beliefs about who Jesus is. But Jesus tells us himself who he is. I am the Lamb of God. He takes away the sin of the world. I wish I had some Bible readers here. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. I am the good shepherd. I am the open door. I am the resurrection. I am. We don't have to listen to somebody new. Listen to what Jesus said about himself. I am. says I want you to remember me communion then is about remembrance and it's about reflection remembering this holy lamb of God who was slain for our sins and listen he was slain in the most most brutal fashion remember he was whipped remember he was flogged Remember he was beaten. Remember this was a grotesque form of penalty for death. Crucifixion. And although we try to sanitize it so that we might make it more palatable, we should remember the gore of the crucifixion so that we can celebrate the glory of the resurrection. Yes, sir. 
Thirdly, this meal matters because it reminds us of the mission of projection. The mission of projection. Listen to it. It's in the text. Ye do show the Lord's death till he come. Text says, when we eat of this bread and drink of this cup, watch this, that we are becoming signs and symbols of his coming. When we eat of this, we associate ourselves with him. When we eat of this, we mark ourselves and we say we are his children. He is our savior. I'm his and he's mine. And until he comes again, I shall project such to the world. Until he comes again. My words will demonstrate that I belong to him. Until he comes again, my actions will demonstrate that I belong to him. Until he comes again, the things that I do, the way that I respond, my attitude, my disposition will project into the world that I'm his and he's mine. This meal then helps to project to the world our living faith in Jesus Christ. It labels us as one of his. It marks us as part of the family. And we are then to project our sonship and our daughtership wherever we go. Project Christ on the job. Project Christ in your homes. Project Christ at school. Project Christ on the college campus. Project Christ in your friendships and your relationships. Project Christ in the classroom and the cafeteria. Project Christ in the boardroom, in the business meeting. Project Christ in your marriage. Project Christ in your parenting. Project Christ and show him to the world through your words and deeds until he comes again. We are projections of Jesus say it another way we are his hands we are his feet we are his voice in this world we project him wherever we go whatever we do but then lastly lastly this meal matters because it calls us to a means of inspection inspection in the text Paul says let a man examine himself and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup Paul says listen now this meal ain't nothing to play with before you come to this meal examine yourself introspection Consider your heart. Consider your mind. Consider your ways. That means, that means that we don't just show up for class, but we got some homework we should have done before we got here. That's the problem with churches nowadays. Everybody just show up. And want to get fixed in church. 
You got some homework all during the week that you should have been doing. You should have been praying through the week. You should have been fasting through the week. You should have been asking for forgiveness through the week rather than coming on Sunday and hoping to get it right. Say, let a man examine himself. I need to make this distinction though because some of us take this to mean that we are to partake in communion only when we are worthy or when we have been, watch this, good. Oh, I know I'm right about it. There are folk, there are folk right now, there are folk who I've had to counsel, folk who I've had to have long conversations with about partaking in this meal. And I'm glad that we approach it with a level of sincerity and seriousness so that we don't just treat it any kind of way. But after you've considered yourself, after you've considered your sin, after you've considered your unworthiness, please understand that it was never your worthiness that caused you to eat this meal in the first place. It's never because of how good you've been. It's never because of your righteousness. It's never because of your worthiness. I read somewhere, Reverend Redmond, that before God, our righteousness is as filthy rags. Which means there's nothing that I can do in my own self and in my own flesh and in my own hands that makes me worthy enough to eat of this meal. But thanks be to God. Thank God for his grace and thank God for his mercy and thank God for the blood of Jesus that washes me and cleanses me and makes me righteous. It justifies me so that after I've examined myself, I see the need for a savior. I see the need for cleansing. I see the need for his blood and I can come to this meal telling God, thank you. I don't deserve to be here, but by your grace and by your might and by your spirit. My God, it is his blood that justifies me. It is his blood that makes me right in the sight of God. It is his blood that cleanses me. What can wash away my sin? I feel real churchy right here. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. All oh, precious is the flow that makes me white as snow. No other sound I know. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. So after I examine myself, it makes me aware of the need of a savior. After I've examined myself and I understand where I've fallen short, I understand where I missed the mark, I understand that even on my good days, it still wasn't good enough. but I need a savior. Then I can come to this meal worthily. 
My worthiness is not in myself, but it's in my Savior. So there's some questions and I'm through. But you got to ask yourself. I'm going to give you some questions that will help you with the process of inspection and introspection. Ask yourself. Do you walk humbly with God? Another way of saying that is, are you full of pride? Are you too proud and folk can't talk to you? You sit next to folk and you make them uncomfortable because... because of how you present some of y'all look at me now real proud I see you I see just full of pride you think you talking to me yeah I'm talking to you and your proud self caught up in yourself and who you are and who somebody told you that you were You need to examine yourself. Get into some introspection. And when you do that, you would discover that all glory and praise and honor belong to God. Questions of introspection. How do you give? Reverend Dunn, do you give grudgingly? Or of necessity? How do you give when it's time to give. Are you counting your coins and everybody else's? How do you give? Do you give wondering who's counting back in the back and if they're going to be honest with it? Oh, I'm coming down your road this morning. How do you give? Do, do you give with a joyful heart or do you have question and consternation written on your face. I'm a give, but I they better not ask for. This is examination time, introspection time. Another question you need to ask yourself. Do you admit your faults and confess your failures to God and your fellow man? Listen to it. Do you admit your faults and confess your failures to God and to your fellow man? Some of you wrong know you've been wrong for years and won't admit it. Because that goes back to pride. Been wrong. Been, been, been wrong ain't nothing been right about your position but you've been unwilling to admit it watch this and some of you have admitted it to God but you hadn't said anything to the one you offended oh you pray to God Lord help me with this but you don't ask your fellow man to forgive you for the thing you did, the thing you said, the way you acted. 
Self-examination. Examine yourself. Here's a good question. Are you honest in your dealings with others? You know, that's part of our church covenant. In other words, can you be trusted to do what you've committed to doing? Can you be trusted to treat people fairly with, with goods and services and time? Do Okay, y'all looking at me funny. Do you cheat? Honest in your dealings. Do you cheat others? Some of you saying, no, I don't cheat. I, I'm, I'm not a cheater. Do you go to work on time? Do you leave work before you're supposed to? Do you clock in and put another time on that? Because all that's cheating. You was feeling real good about yourself, wasn't you? No, I don't cheat, Reverend. I don't cheat. Last question. What kind of reputation do you have? What kind of reputation do you have? How do people know you? What do people know of you? What traits or characteristics represent you mostly? Is your character one of Christ? Or do you have multiple personalities? And depending on which day, Let a man examine himself. I'm just helping you examine yourself. Some of us suffer with multiple. But here's the answer to that. Let this mind be in you, which also was in Christ Jesus when you let his mind become your mind, you won't have multiple personalities. When you let his heart become your heart, you won't have multiple. I wish I had a witness. In this. Let a man, let a woman, let a boy, let a girl examine themselves before eating of this meal because this meal still matters it still matters in this moment of soft music why don't you examine yourself Lord, shine your light from heaven upon our souls. Shine now.
as the Spirit of God reminds you now of those areas in your life where you missed the mark, why don't you just confess it now? Don't be too big. Don't be too proud to acknowledge and admit that you messed up. Confess it now. that should remind you of a need for a savior. Many of us in here have already given our lives to Christ. But there are some in here who have not. You know who you are. You know where you are. So in this moment, I can't make it any more plain. This, this is the moment. This is the time. This is the day to open your heart and say, yes, Jesus, be my Savior. While heads are bowed and eyes are closed, if you're ready to do that, if you're ready to make Jesus Lord right now, while every head is bowed, every eye is closed, mine are the only ones that's looking, my eyes are the only ones open. If you're here and you're ready to make Jesus Christ Lord, just lift up your hand right now. Yeah. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. You don't know Jesus, but you want to know him. Lift up your hand right now. You're not saved, but you're ready to be saved. Lift up your hand right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right, all right, all right. It's real simple. It's real simple. Here's what you got to do. Just pray this prayer with me. Jesus. Save me right now. I believe you are the Son of God and I accept you as my Savior with all of my heart. In your name, I pray. Amen. Now listen, if you prayed that prayer, believe that faith has saved you by grace through faith all of us have been saved who have called on that name the name of Jesus so listen if you prayed that prayer and if you prayed that prayer online I want you to call the number that's on your screen if you prayed that prayer and you're here this morning you're sitting right here why don't you do one more thing be a proclaimer this morning. The Bible says we are not ashamed 
of the gospel of Jesus Christ. What you just got, you don't ever need to be ashamed of. What just happened in your life, the confession you made, you don't ever need to be ashamed of it. And the devil is a lie. He wants you to stay seated, but you, you tell the devil, no, I'm not ashamed of what just happened, and I'm getting up right now. If you prayed that prayer, why don't you come right now and let us celebrate that with you. If you prayed that prayer, we want to celebrate salvation with you. If you have already been saved, and you've, not give, you've given your life to Christ, but you don't have a church home, we want you to come as well. The doors of the church are open. You can come right now. Hallelujah. The blood. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God bless you. God bless you. For me. Way back, way back. Hallelujah. Way back. Way back. Come on, the blood, the blood, the blood that gives me strength. Hallelujah! That gives me strength. Come on, somebody celebrate the Lord from day, from day, today, today. It will never, it will never. Come on and bless His name. It's Somebody declare it this morning. It flows to the lowest valley. I don't know about you, but I get low sometimes. So I'm glad the blood will come down there. Oh, yes. The blood gives me strength. That gives me strength. From day to day to day to day. From day. To stand to your feet, it reaches, it reaches to the highest mountain. It flows, it flows to the lowest valley. Oh yeah, the blue. From day to day, it will
in need of prayer. You come on too. You come on too. You come on too. God bless you. God bless you. There are others coming. God bless you. You come on. Come on. That's what we're here for. God bless you. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Y'all pray with this young lady. Pray. 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 Y'all still believe in the power of prayer, don't you? Y'all still believe in the power of prayer. Hallelujah. Somebody else needs prayer this morning. Hallelujah. Mm. Mm. There are three more preachers waiting for assignments. They want somebody to pray with. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Bless you, God. I ask that you prepare now to partake of this communal meal, this meal of reflection, this meal reminds us of our projection this meal that calls for us to engage in some introspection and ultimately this meal that reminds us of our connection we are one we are one in the spirit we are one by his grace we are one There should be cups prepared in the pews, pew holders in front of you. If you're in need of a communion cup, if you will lift your hand, we have some prepared here. If you don't have a communion cup, if you will lift your hand. Those of you who are worshiping with us online, we pray that you will take time now to go and collect some elements such as these, bread, 
juice of some sort that you might celebrate in this connecting meal with us. If you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, this meal reminds us that we are one in Christ Jesus. Is there anyone else who needs a cup? There's one here. There are two upstairs, two upstairs who need cups. Three, we need three upstairs.
Let us also remember those who will be traveling for our convention, those who will be celebrating the work of our national convention in just a few days. Keep them in your prayers for safe travel. Now may the grace of God and the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit rest, rule, and abide with each of you now, henceforth, and forevermore. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen and amen. God bless you. Go in peace.